Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Thursday. I think this will be, I think this is, the busiest day to talk about sports in the history of Sports Talk Radio, at least over the time that I've been doing sports media. With all respect to the day after the Super Bowl, with all respect to the multitude of moments where big news has happened, I don't think we've ever had this kind of cascading series of holy bleep moments, one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. Three of the greatest coaches, and this is not hyperbole, three of the greatest coaches in the history of football in the same breath have gone away from their positions, their organizations, their their respective programs, all in very different, interesting ways. Nick Saban is the greatest coach in the history of college football. And that puts him in the running to be the greatest coach in the history of that sport. He gets to go his own way. He has announced, shockingly, that he is retiring after taking over Alabama and turning that program back into an absolute beast and machine. I cannot believe he's been the head coach there since 2007. That can't be right, can it? But it is. It is. And as you've probably seen out there on on social media, if you were lucky enough to play football at Alabama under Bill Belichick and you made the decision to stay for all four years, excuse me, under Nick Saban. See, look at that. It's already getting confusing. You would have won a national championship. Nick Saban stepping away would be the biggest news of the day. Except Pete Carroll, who is one of the few people in history to win championships at both the college and the professional level, has him pushed aside in Seattle. And Bill Belichick, at least statistically the greatest NFL coach in history, has been forced out of New England. Saban is retiring. Carroll's been pushed aside as an advisor. Bill Belichick is out in New England. We're going to talk about all of it. What a torrential downpour of NFL news. And I guess there's other stuff we should get to. Ross Tucker is going to help us make sense of it over the course of the show. We are going to do, it's a good day for it, actually, rapid fire buy or sell. We're going to jam-pack a bunch of these questions and some other things into a very, very fast version of buy or sell in an hour and a half. I had a vivid nightmare anger dream about about, about Pretty Daddy, the executive producer. I, do you ever have a dream about somebody and it's so vivid? Even though it's not their fault, you wake up really angry at them. Usually it's my wife. You wake up so mad. Or my wife w- once had a dream that I was that I was not uh, a good husband. And she woke up really mad at me. I get it. I, I've been mad at Tom for three hours. Okay, I'm just telling you it's not even his fault. So it's he finds it weird, but we might just, I might share the dream. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to start with Bill. Here's how we're going to stack the show. Because this is like having to, someone ask you who your favorite kid is. That person either doesn't have children or is a terrible parent. There is no such thing. 
I can't choose which of these stories I think is better or more interesting or more important or my favorite. Belichick out in New England. Saban retiring from Alabama. Pete Carroll being pushed aside, still in the organization, an advisor, which is just a forced way to be humiliated, I think. All of these things in and of themselves are significant and are, are earthquakes in, in the, the NFL and obviously Saban, the, the, the college realm, and, and have huge implications, huge implications. I'm going to start with Bill Belichick. Then we're going to go into Mr. Saban. Then we're going to go into Pete Carroll. And if they kind of interchange or mix, they interchange or, or, or mix. And I guess for me it's a significant day too because – I have had real reporting, right? I'm not like I'm golfing these guys. Not like Pretty Daddy. Uh, I've had real reporting, human, interesting interactions, moments I've spent with Nick Saban. And I've said this, I like him a lot. And I've had a couple of those moments on the phone, but I had Belichick's number for a while back when I was writing about a guy named Scotty Pioli, um, who he had sort of brought up and went to the Chiefs. And I really liked him. And I've never interacted with Pete Carroll. And Bill Belichick is so interesting because for so long, He was on the path to be the certain greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. And then we all thought he got there, right? He gets that, that, what, six? I can't even keep track. He got that six ring. He dominated an entire series of of decades. He won again and again and again and again. He created a culture and a uniqueness to building a football winner that was so certain as excellence until it wasn't the Patriot way, that it was a a marker for how to succeed until it was a meme against maybe getting too complacent and arrogant. And he will be highly coveted. It's a very different situation for Bill Belichick as he goes out into the wilderness and looks for a job because there's going to be a hunger and a passion, I think, that is going to eclipse whatever comfort Saban has that allows him to step away from the game and whatever mixed feelings Pete Carroll has. And I get all these guys are older dudes. All these guys. Pete Carroll is, what, 72? Nick Saban is that age. And I think Belichick turned 72 in a few months here in April. 71 right now. But remember, Bill Belichick has this unique level of success and excellence marked with questions and a sense of failure. He's the greatest sports figure in history, I think, to have achieved the level of acclaim and success and greatness that he's achieved and to have this question mark now surround what he is, what he means, what is his legacy. And that is going to burn him up. Because the six Super Bowls and the championships and the fact that he was at a place for so long and that he rewrote how it was to succeed in the National Football League that he set as an organization the marker for what you're supposed to do. Let's talk about the Chiefs, right? Whatever the Chiefs are going to do, it's always, well, they're going to be the new Patriots. That means you have to dominate for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. That means you have to make... Three, four, five, no, six, seven, eight, nine Super Bowls and win six of them to be in that realm. And, and for all those accomplishments, we all, I think, agree, right or wrong, I think it's right. Oh, man, that was largely Tom Brady. Remember the old debate, is it 50-50, who is it? It was 90% Brady. That's what it feels like. That's what's going to burn up Bill Belichick, and he's going to go get one of these jobs. And he's not going to be as coveted as probably he, he should be. Because there's going to be uncertainty. Now, already a report out there. Congratulations, Falcons fans. You haven't had a lot to celebrate. Maybe this will get you excited. Adam Schefter is breaking all the news. That that the Patriots saying goodbye to Bill Belichick could very well lead to the Falcons pursuing the hoodie. It's not the job that I would take. You, You don't have a quarterback. Bill Belichick, at least to me, has proven himself not capable since Brady left at building a winner. Clearly, he can coach one. 
if, if, if I'm Bill Belichick, despite the ironies of Pete Carroll, that's the model that I want. Or, or maybe what Andy Reid has to a degree. You've got to find, if you're Bill Belichick, one of these jobs. And I know we've discussed this because we thought it was coming. That is going to allow you to have an actual player, personnel, GM, vice president, bring me coffee, but also bring me draft picks. Who cares what they call him? A person in that job who is going to work with, with Bill Belichick and do a good job. Or you got to go to a complete team, and that's the Chargers. Look, there's a lot of pushback here in L.A. If you listen to local, that's where I'm sitting. Los Angeles Sports Talk Radio, they will say, I don't know about the Chargers, man. They're, they're in cap hell, and, and Herbert's going to make all the money, and you're going to lose some of these guys. doesn't matter. It do- because you have Justin Herbert. If you're Bill Belichick, if I'm Bill Belichick, if I'm advising Bill Belichick, if I open my phone and I call, I have a home number and a, and a mobile number. From 2008, I think. Do they still work? I don't know. Maybe I'll do it later. Tom, we'll talk about this later. Maybe we'll just do it on the air and get, get, get each of us fired in one fell swoop. But if Bill answered, I said, Bill, it's Bill Ryder, and you don't remember, but here's what you got to do. The answer is, I think almost without hesitation, you have to go to the Chargers. Now, I am not convinced that he's going to be successful. I am not certain that I can really believe that Belichick's Hall of Fame first ballot, oh my God, what a career legacy, was much more than that special, unique, convincing mirage that happens when the greatest athletes of all time go to a place for an extended period. And that's not a shot at Belichick. It is a question mark. The NFL is great in part because every season it presents these questions and we get answers. But there is a history of this. And this is what's going to haunt Belichick, and it's why he is going to coach. It's why he's not going to retire the way that Nick Saban is in peace. And it's why he's not going to probably consider the possibility of just being a, a visor. We'll get to that, like Pete Carroll is. Because Bill Belichick knows people like me, and not just people like me. People in the NFL believe what I'm about to say is true. That Tom Brady created all the greatness in New England. The way that Michael Jordan created all the greatness in Chicago. The way that Steph Curry creates and created all the greatness in Golden State. The fact that as we talk about these NFL coaching openings, and I like this guy, and he's okay, fine, but the fact that Bob Myers, who run, ran a basketball team, is going to run the commander's NFL search is a joke. Because that is a Steph Curry creation. I don't want to get all the reasons that I can make. I'm pretty sure Bob Myers ain't as good as people think he is. Thinks he is. No, I'm not sure I'm Bill Belichick believe it, but I don't have the same certainty. Bill Belichick knows this. And we are all, even the most successful, wealthy, whatever, among us, we're all competitive human beings, well, most of us, with a, with a tinkling, a little, like a little drip, at least of self-awareness. He's got to have a part of him that wants to know, that worries about it, that thinks about it. And, and so, the Chargers, the Raiders, I'm going to put it on there because it's on the list, the Panthers, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Titans, now the Seahawks, where he's not going, but, but still, those jobs, and obviously the Patriots are open too, are going to call to Bill Belichick. They're going to call to his ego. They're going to call to his desire to prove himself. And it's certainly also true, and it has been true amazingly with Nick Saban, best college football coach of all time. It has been true with Pete Carroll, the most, one of the most interestingly successful coaches of all time in the duality of his career between USC and, and Seattle. And it's, it's, it's been true with Bill Belichick that even at that level of greatness, a lot of times their excellence came after failure and after a little humility and after probably some bad luck. That feeds a hunger. For Belichick, it was the Cleveland Browns and the bitterness of that experience.
it was. For Pete Carroll, it was actually failing, ironically, in New England before US, USC. For, for Nick Saban, that failure, which was supposed to never happen, was when he went to the NFL and he went to the Miami Dolphins. Those things matter, and they push people. Saban can retire because Saban, I know he didn't just win a national championship, but he had probably the best coaching stint this season of his career. Think about that. That guy also, by the way, the stats are amazing. Belichick made nine, nine Super Bowls, so he's an AFC champion nine times and, and won six of those Super Bowls. Belichick. Nick Saban, if I had this right, nine SEC championships, six national championships. I mean, it's just, but Saban's coming off success and greatness and excellence. And again, I know they didn't win this year. I know, I know they made the college football playoff in a bit of a surprise. Best coaching performance of his career. He can, he can retire with peace of mind. Pete Carroll's in an interesting position. I think Pete Carroll did a great job this year. I, th- I know they didn't make the playoffs. I, I think post-Russell Wilson turning Geno Smith, he and his staff, in- into largely a, su- a successful cornerback, recreating the Legion of Boom several years ago when you still had a, a-, a window with-, with Russ and having – Pete Carroll's an amazing coach. That hunger is probably there a little bit, especially the way that he's gone. Bill Belichick has failed. Bill Belichick has become a, a meme and a joke. Bill Belichick's, I like the guy. That guy knows that he did not do it once Tom Brady left. He's aware that Brady created a mirage of greatness around Bill Belichick, or at least we perceive it that way. And Bill Belichick is going to go out into the National Football League, and he, we'll see if he's right, he's going to find the job where he can prove you wrong and me wrong and Tom Brady Because you know that... The Tom, did you see Russell Wilson congratulating Pete Carroll? I haven't seen the Tom Brady congratulating Bill Belichick thing yet, but you know there's a little like smirk hiding there because that was a competition. Bill Belichick being on the market, is Bill Belichick going to find a job? He's not going to sit idly by. And I told you yesterday, told you yesterday, and I'm, I want to, look, I make fun of, I don't make fun of Robert Kraft. I call him Bobby Cakes because sometimes we do nicknames, and maybe that comes off the wrong way. I'm glad that Bobby Cakes listened to the show and took my advice. Because what you needed to have done is moved on from Bill Belichick. It, it, it doesn't work anymore in New England. And go get Mike Vrabel. That is the person they should hire. That is the person that should get that job. It didn't and wasn't going to work for the hoodie in Foxborough anymore. It wasn't. But maybe there's a restart here and a bit of humility here. And, and all the ways that failure can motivate all of us to be better. If we can, if we can process it and do it the right way. Bill Belichick is going to have that opportunity to go out there and prove us all wrong. And hell, I hope he does it. I think, I think the Chargers is the job. I don't think a rebuild makes sense. Now, there are people who think the Commanders is the job, and they point out they've got a really good defense, and if you can go find a quarterback, I, I'm skeptical. We saw how that, that worked in New England. But whatever job he takes, I cannot wait to see if he can prove us wrong and be the greatest coach of all time without Tom Brady. There is so much to get to. If you've got a perspective, we'll take your calls, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to talk these stories all day. Nick Saban and I had a really confrontational really confrontational interview, and you might be like, okay, of course you did, but I wasn't a radio host then, and I wasn't a columnist then. I was just a guy that was like, I'd ask questions, and I would write feature stories. And yet, in this hour of Nick Saban being so put out with me, there was so much charm. And intellect. I w- you know where you're talking to somebody who's not treating you very nicely, but you're so impressed with them, it doesn't matter. And then at the end, he turned the charm on, tried to teach me how to golf, let me hang out with him in Tuscaloosa for, for three or four days. And I got this insight into Nick Saban, the great man, as well as the great coach. Stepping away 
from Alabama and retiring is the end of an era. And I'm going to tell you why I pointed to Bear Bryant's statue from his window and made a claim and sort of a challenge that Saban bristled at. It felt like the impossible, and he's done it. And it's official now that he has decided to step away from the game of football. Nick Saban's retirement next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I have a tweet about you I want to read, but I can't because it's you're so you're feeling feelings right now. Look, read I, the tweet. No, I can't. I can't do it. All right. Hey, Phil Al, <laughs> sports writer, <laughs> tell Pretty Daddy I hate him. <laughs> Why? Why the hate? I do nothing to deserve this kind of abuse. I'm, I'm on your side. I just... Oh, on my side. Tell Pretty Daddy I hate him. I am. On CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> I lost it on that one, didn't I? Didn't I? All right. Uh, Tom doesn't want to talk yet because he hasn't done his for- formalized good morning. Let me get in a second. This portion of the show is sponsored by the new Hyundai Tucson, available with complimentary class-leading Blue Link Plus. Now it's easy to use your phone to control your Tucson. What, what a day of news. What, what a day of, of stuff going on. Bill Belichick. And by the way, the, it's a mutual parting, we think. We don't have all the details. There is a press conference in Foxborough. With Robert Kraft, you think he'll be called Bobby Cakes? Uh, Bobby Cakes and 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 the hoodie Bill Belichick. It is at noon Eastern t- time today when this when the show ends. We will obviously you'll hear that over the course of the day here on CBS Sports Radio, and we will even though it'll be about twenty four hours old. We're gonna we're gonna circle back tomorrow and play you some of that to give you some context of of the. We'll learn a little bit more. It's gonna be very obviously very interesting uh, to, to to get a look at that. We got Pete Carroll. We'll get to that. He has been pushed aside, but is still a Seahawk. He's an advisor, but he's not the head coach. And and Nick Saban stepping away. Good morning, Pretty Daddy. Good morning, Bill. Happy Friday, Junior, to you. Um, I, I know you can't weird it out by my dreams and just my general personality and my approach, or just my candor. I don't think it's. I, all, I don't think I'm alone there. 
I had a real, well, once you went after breakfast, everybody turned against you. I had a really vivid, um, involved dream about you, and I woke up really, really pissed off at you to the point where I sent you a warning note that said, I'm sorry, I know you haven't done anything, but you betrayed me in my dream, and I'm mad, right? So I'm gonna, I will do it later in the show, okay, if, if I have time. Again, I did nothing wrong. Just like yesterday, everybody came at me. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> that, I don't know why. That really got me. The, um, the I tell him I hate. It was just very, because most of the people on here who give you a hard time, I think actually really, really, really like you. This was that very to the point. No, that, guy, that, guy's, that guy's not kidding. He, he hates you. He followed up later after the show ended and said he wanted to throw breakfast food at me. Right. Okay. I didn't. I don't know that I saw that one, and that's that's not a. Is that assault? Uh, I don't know. I think he used the word pelt. He wanted to pelt breakfast food at me. You've seen people. Um, I think Bill Gates, like wealthy people, getting um, pies in the face sometimes by some some movement out there. Maybe there's a movement in which which, and I'm not. This is wrong. It's wrong. But you throw. You know. Breakfast. You gotta make it can't be hot. Like I had a bowl of oatmeal yesterday after the show. I had oatmeal for lunch. I do um, maple and brown sugar, and I do a double. But I like mine to be kind of soupy, so I microwave it up. I microwave it, and then I soup and I uh, and then I let it cool. Um, don't you can't throw hot oatmeal at Tom? Okay, it's gotta be the it's gotta be cold, right? And I don't. I like my eggs runny, over easy, but that's too much of a mess, right? Like a pancake, a, a, a mildly warm. Don't throw anything. But if you're gonna throw food at Tom, that's what I would do. Um, Tom, I've I've been God. I'm such a. I'm, I have been so blessed in my life in, in a lot of ways. And one of them is that I get to do this for a living, and, and I get to hang out and work with you. And and I, you know, people talk about how lucky buddies of mine from high school and family and friends, how lucky I am to go to sporting events, and that's true. But honestly, the thing that I have most enjoyed in my career outside of doing this radio, doing a radio show and I do less of it now, is my reporting career and the opportunity to interact with people, to, to be able to sit down with or golf with or whatever, have drinks with, or sometimes get yelled at by some of the greatest coaches and athletes of, of all time. And I can tell you story after story after story after story of my time reporting and getting to sort of interact with these folks. I would put in the top 1% of these many, 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 many moments the time that I spent in Tuscaloosa in 2007, his first year there, with Nick Saban when I still worked at the Kansas City Star. I think it was a Kansas City, I think that was a Kansas City Star story. And by the way, we see the phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. If, if, if you're on the line, stick with us. I know John in South Carolina, a few others, uh, stick with us. We'll, we'll get to those calls at 855-212-4CBS. So, so I got to go, Tom, I got to go, I got to go down to Tus- Tuscaloosa, but this was an edgy time for Nick Saban. He had just... He had just left Miami in, in some, I think, embarrassment, humiliation, whatever you want to call it. And there was some stupid joke he had made about people from the South or Louisiana that had gotten caught on tape recorders. It was a big controversy at the time, right, making fun of – I don't remember the details. He was – I was shocked he let me come down. I'm, I'm not even from his newspaper. And I came down at an hour interview, and he was like Mr. Burns because he – I went into his office, and it was all wood-paneled. It was really scary. We sat down in these leather chairs, and he picked up this huge remote control with one button on it and pushed the button, and that door closed behind me. I honestly felt like he was going to push a different button, and then I was like the floor was going to open up, and there would be fire below me like, like a James Bond film. And we had this really intense, interesting, difficult conversation 
But I found him to be so – he's one of the only people that's ever talked to me that way that I really liked because he was smart. And it, it came from a place not of contempt for the questions or me, but just passion for the football. And toward the end, he, we stood up and we're talking, and then he got kind of charming. And he was laughing. I think he found it amusing that some kid would come back at him with some of these – I've listened to the tape before, and I both love it and think, how did I survive some of these interactions with some of these people? And out his window, now the window that he will vacate, Nick Saban having retired, uh, Alabama, and again, nine SEC championships and six cha- nine SEC championships and six national championships at Alabama. He's got the LSU success too, obviously, where he got a title and two SEC t- okay titles, two SEC championships. So we're in Saban's office, the one he's going to vacate. And and for those of you that are from Alabama or from Tuscaloosa or been there, you know that there's a football facility on campus. It's huge. It's beautiful. He's in, obviously in like a kind of a cornery office. And then across the street is the Bear Bryant Museum. And when I was there in 2007, that was hallowed ground. And Bear Bryant's statue is outside that museum. And ironically, and I thought in a mind bleep to every other coach that's ever gone there, if you are sitting at the desk of the head football coach next to the window and you turn and look out your left shoulder at the window, there's Bear Bryant's statue reminding you you're never going to be that guy. There's the thing you're never going to be. There's the shadow you're never going to crawl out of. There are the giant shoes that even if you put both your feet in one of them, you're never going to fill. And I had gone to Bear Bryant's museum before I'd walked over to the Nick Saban interview. I wanted to sort of take it in. I'm not... I'm not, as you can hear, I'm not a Southerner. I'm from Iowa. I wanted to really immerse myself in this Alabama culture. And I realized in talking to the the gentleman who ran it and and to people that were there and talking to folks how much Bear Bryant still was everything in Tuscaloosa and how the love for his success defined Alabama and and, and was meaningful but was a albatross around the neck of that program because the expectations were insane. And I remember thinking, I mean, Saban could win one here. Or two, and it's not going to be enough. People sent that to me. Well, you better, you know, you know what, bear one. And I, because I was a reporter and I had to do it, said to Nick Saban, "Do you see that right there? Do you see that statue?" And he looked out the window. And I, we'd kind of turned a corner, got to a better place. He's like, "I see it." And I said some version of, "That's the expectation. That's what they expect you to, to become." How do you look out at the window every day? Does that inspire you? And he got so pissed off. And I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like pretty controversial. Like, like why would I care about Bear Bryant? Why would I care about that? I'm going to do me, and that's going to be what I do. And then the next day, Nick Saban went to, a, to a, an event with a bunch of boosters who were used to telling coaches how the world worked. I was there because he let me come. I guess he liked me, even though he didn't like me. And, and a booster stood up and sort of tried to tell Saban what to do, and Saban used it as an opportunity. Again, this is his, he hadn't even coached a, a game yet at Alabama. And he told that booster and every other booster, I run the program, you give the money. Basically, nice, not even that, keep your mouth shut. And in retrospect, that is the greatest accomplishment that he pulled off. The the the, the champion, the seven championships, the six at Alabama, amazing, amazing. The, the SEC domination, amazing. The ability, and, and please take your can't compete NIL transfer portal garbage and just take it up to, you know, I don't know, to New England with Bobby Cakes. Like, stop it. That's... At every iteration of college football, at every change, and it's rapidly evolved, Nick Saban didn't just succeed, he dominated. Remember, this was a guy who, who early on, kind of like what Harbaugh just brought back into fashion, we are going to have the biggest, baddest lineman on both sides of the ball. 
We're going to run that bleeping football. And my quarterback is going to be a guy that basically is a banker. He's just going to hold on to it. We're going to get a little bit of interest. We're going to be the most conservative thing on the face of the earth. We're not going for it. And then he evolved to, no, no, Tua Tungavailoa is going to come in in the second half of a national championship game and a whole host of other talented quarterbacks, athletic quarterbacks, a different kind of offense. I'm going to bring in Elaine Kiffin to run my offense. Um, I mean, this guy evolved at every step of the way. And it's amazing, and the championships are amazing, and lifting Alabama up is amazing. But to me, having been there and talked to him about it, and the one thing that really rattled him, really ra- the ability and I, it, the fact that this doesn't even seem like it's important out of people, that's the accomplishment. He surpassed Bear Bryant at Bear Bryant's hallowed ground every day with a window staring in a museum built for a guy that nobody was supposed to come close to, and Saban surpassed him. Surpassed him. No offense, Bear Bryant fans, museum people, build Saban, whenever it is, a museum twice as big. Because he did it in a time that was four times as hard. Look, Bear Bryant was amazing. I'm not taking shots at Bear Bryant. The guy, oh my God. But, come on. Today, every program pays coaches like they had better win. Nick Saban's retirement is the end of, of an era. And, and not just that. You know, we have these, these questions about could this pitcher succeed in this era? LeBron versus Jordan. What would have happened if Dan Marino had played with offenses today? Nick Saban is that guy. He has transitioned to really, really high-speed evolutionary change in college football from the moment he got there in 2007 to today, and he succeeded at every level. He's the greatest college football coach of all time, and he might be the greatest coach in the history of the sport. I know he failed at Miami. I get it. Bill Belichick just failed in England for a long time. Pete Carroll did not succeed his first time in the National Football League. We'll never answer the question. And, And if you can't have the best college coach ever be the best football coach I get it just like a lot of people will never be able to have the best non-quarterback in NFL history be the best player in NFL history I get it but Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time bare minimum and his exit I like I'm glad he gets to do it on his terms and one last thought that I want to get to one of these calls and we, we gotta get to Pete Carroll this is a he's a pretty good guy I think you don't know you can be fooled right like I mean I, I went back down because when that tornado tore the holy hell out of Tuscaloosa, southern part of, of town, south, I believe south of the campus. Because I, I, I met some people, right, when I was there the first time. People started telling me, hey, Saban's like just showing up. He's just showing up. He's helping. So I flew down and, and sort of did this story, and it's the only time I've ever, not that I'm around him a lot, but the, Nick Saban started crying in an interview about the tornado. I just I like the man. He's an incredible coach. It's such a loss for Alabama. And we will get into today and tomorrow, where do they go from here? Who do you hire? Should you hire the guy at Oregon? The answer to that question is no. But, like, today it's a celebration, of, of, for me, at least, of Nick Saban. It is a rumination on what Bill Belichick still has to accomplish, which is crazy given what he's done. And it is a really difficult question for Pete Carroll. What's next for Pete Carroll? There's all these ripple effects. They're going to carry this show, carry through this show today and tomorrow, and I bet next week. But right now, today, Nick Saban, appreciate this man. Unbelievable what he accomplished. Unbelievable. Let's go uh, the phone lines, 855-2124-CBS. Let's go to South Carolina. John's on the line, 1240. Listening. John, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Well, thank you for taking my call, man. Hey, I'm 70 years old myself, and I know I'm, I was, heck, in the Navy in 1970, I was underwater demolition team. You're not the same man at the, these guys are, I mean, I, you know, they're just a little too old. They, they ought to get out of it. I mean, Go back and sit down and chill and find some other stuff to do. There's plenty of young guys that don't get chances that 
should get chances because some of these older guys, and I know they're great, and I know Saban, I, I agree, he's the, the, as of now, the greatest coach, I think, in college history. But, uh, you know, it's just at a certain point in age, like the politicians, come on, you're 80 years old. There's somebody younger has got to be able to do at least as good as you, just walking, talking, breathing, let alone thinking sometimes straight. <laughs> it's, John, it's, yeah, it's funny. I saw a great, there's a great gif out there about all these guys, about Saban leaving and Pete Carroll being pushed aside. And then w- let's check in on the House of Representatives, and it's, it's, uh, it's it's Leonardo DiCaprio from The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not bleeping leaving. John, great call. Thank you for your service, by the way, as um as well. And let me say this too. You're right. The, the thing about Saban, this hit me too. The irony, right? The comfort in his skin, and not just his skin. The comfort in the skin of his legacy, in a way that is not true for the other two gentlemen we're talking about. I think Nick Saban, and I have more insight on this than most coaches, because because again, I got to know him, and he, he liked the story, and the people in the program liked the story. So so it's easier for me to kind of. T- Check in and see what's what. More than Bill Belichick, as I understand, or better than Bill Belichick, and, and more than Pete Carroll, and I'm not taking anything away from Saban's football acumen. It is outstanding. The guy's obviously, but he was also a master delegator and and, and culture creator. And, and I mean, like, he could go, as I understand it, to the wide receiver room or the wide receiver part of that operation. He could hire the right guy and set the right parameters. He put the same fear of God into his coaching staff that he did his players. And so the expectations were the same, right? If you're a player, the rules were the same as for the coaches. He could bring Elaine Kiffin in, and at least when, when Kiffin was in Alabama, Kiffin was going was gonna to draw within whatever line Saban said to draw within. And, and so Saban's ability to, right, like you have these CEOs who are good at some things and not others, but you have occasional CEOs who were, you know, came up in one part of the business, but are masters of actually creating and dominating an entire company, of creating the culture they want, all these departments. That was that was Saban. Is he the greatest football coach in college football history? As John said, right now today. Is he a genius tactically? Clearly. Came up on the, as a defensive guy, but obviously understands both sides of the game. And blah, 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 football, football. It all matters. He's also a CEO of a football program as good as anybody. And that means, I think, at, at 82 he could have done it. Because he had the ability to, to delegate. All right. What a day. Tom, can we do a four-hour show? I have never. Is there a magic button we can push? Uh, if there is, I don't have access to it. Because, right. like, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to get to ten things that we love about Tommy from yesterday. And I said you're going to get a dream or you did a bunch of bad stuff that you didn't even do. But I'm a, that's what I'm trying to sneak in later. That I'm going to try to get that in. We got too much going on to do the things that make you great. But I have not. I had to come up with ten things I love about you. I have nine. I've been struggling for ten, but like because there's so many to compete. Right? But I got. We'll do it maybe tomorrow or in three months. Okay. Feel like it's going to be forgotten about. We're, no man. Now I, I've written them down, and they're all really. They're all nice too. It's not like you know. I like them. You show up for work. It's not one of them, right? Is there at least two on there that you actually believe to be true? Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Got it. I believe, yes, all nine that I got so far. All nine. Pete Carroll. It's just, it's like bowling pins, you know? Nick Saban, down. Bill Belichick, down. And then Pete Carroll, down. Uh, Pete Carroll's out in Seattle, kind of a different way. He's out, but he's in. But he's out. He's no longer the head coach. He's an advisor. Uh, What it means, why it happened. The carousel of coaching madness continues conversation-wise here on on the program, rather than you, after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Writer Than You. By the way, people know you're not joking when you say you don't want to do work. People that listen to the yeah, show know I that hope I hope they know that. <laughs> I'm not joking either. I know you're not. On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show. Every time I hear those rejoins, I'm like, I'm going to talk deeper and speak slower. Hi, I'm Bill. And I'm a man. All right. I'm a manly man. <laughs> Stream what? I'm trying. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to pronounce it Joe Johnson. Well, thank you. Super helpful. Uh, Pete Carroll, he gone. Sort of. He is uh, Pete Carroll is no longer the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He is an advisor. They put out Seattle a statement that you don't need to read. I'll just tell you it's a bunch of hot garbage. He's great. He's great. We love him. He's a part of the family. We'll always hold him in the bottom of Seahawk lore. He gone. Advisor, which is a term in this case for we're going to pay him to have an office he doesn't want to show up to. Hopefully they don't make him. Do you know what advice he would give the general manager if they took his advice? Let me be the head coach. That's the advice. I'll let me be, I, can, I can be that too. Here's my advisory statement to you. Don't do this, dude. So, so Pete, <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> it's so true. Pete Carroll, I don't ever see you laugh. I never see you smile. <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, Pete Carroll said as much. He campaigned to remain the coach. He wanted to be the coach. At an emotional-ish press conference, he basically said in a really nice Pete Carroll-y, Care Bears, Rainbows, Puppy Dogs version of this sucks. I want to coach the team. Uh, They have missed the postseason the last three years, but he made the playoffs. Is it 10 of 14 seasons? Obviously, he won a Super Bowl, and he, they, New England, Man, Russell Wilson, different sort of view in retrospect. All of them gave one away against the Patriots. Isn't that ironic? Today gave one away against against New England on that play where instead of running the football into the end zone and, and presumably scoring a touchdown and being a two-time Super Bowl champion, rushed through a little slant and, and turned the ball over. Should have been two is what, I'm, is what I'm saying. Don't need to 
rehashing all of that. And and the odds-on favorite to get this job and the reported favorite for the job is Dan Quinn. Defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys, how high, highly coveted and, and thought of, has been through the Seahawks organization a, a couple times. Let me just say this to you, wherever you are listening. Here's my view on on this. First of all, I think Pete Carroll has done a really good job with this football team. There's not a quarterback on the roster. There was not a plan post-Russell Wilson. Now, I'm not trying to take shots at Geno Smith, but but I think that Geno Smith's sort of relatively speaking level of excellence in Seattle was a product of Pete Carroll's excellence rather than uh, something that propped it up. It, the the Geno Smith situation where that was the guy they, they turned to after, after Russ left is the exact opposite of what Bill Belichick, who obviously is out in New England, went through. Bill Belichick couldn't find a quarterback, and, and Pete Carroll took a quarterback that had not succeeded, had not succeeded, and made him into a winning quarterback in Seattle. Not an overwhelmingly winning quarterback in Seattle, but a, a winning quarterback. The guy was in the games he played this year, I think he was 8-7. and seven. I mean, he was, he, was, he was serviceable. He was serviceable. That is, I think, a credit to Pete Carroll. I wouldn't have fired the guy. But if I'm going to fire Pete Carroll, and I went out for drinks last night, I went to an amazingly fancy place, by the way. It's called Death & Co. Didn't die, though. I'm still here. It's great. Kind of a weird name. Downtown LA, cocktail bar. Tommy, it was, I took an hour and 15 minute Uber to go to this place. I know. Mostly to hang out with my buddy, and I'm like, I'll come to you. But I was really excited. I like had a night off of the old HQ thing. And he's in the business. He's also in, in the sports media business. And um, we agreed. We had the same thought, and we got really loud talking about it. But we're in a fancy schmancy place, a bunch of hipsters, right? So I think they were like, why are you talking football? You're not allowed to talk football or be loud. And we were being both. I think we broke the rules, but I didn't care. You cannot fire slash shove aside Pete Carroll unless you already know you have a wink-wink handshake deal on the guy you're going to hire. And that guy needs to be Jim Harbaugh or some other, like, what you think is a sure thing. Now, everybody thought Sean Payton was a sure thing. It wasn't. Now, this would apply if it was if it was, if it it was was Bill Belichick, I think, too. I don't think it would work. Bill Belichick's never going to Seattle. They're not hiring Bill, Bill Belichick. That's not what... But my point is, I don't... I mean, A, maybe Dan Quinn's the guy, but that's the person that you shove Pete Carroll aside for. And B, maybe you got a wink-wink deal, but this guy's still in the playoffs. This guy's not interviewing for jobs. And his agent, I can't imagine, is empowered to do a sneaky little let's... Because if things go really, really well in Dallas and they win a Super Bowl and defy the odds and make people like me have to say, oh, wow, you know what, okay. He's going to want a lot more money than what... I just, I don't think, is Dan Quinn going to get the job? That's what people think. That's what the odds say. Maybe. It's not done. And to move on from Pete Carroll when you don't... The other thing is you don't have to. You can shove him aside... A few weeks from now, if you want Dan Quinn, and just wait. Let other people fill their job vacancies with people that aren't Dan Quinn. That's what they're going to do. Because however long the playoffs continue for Quinn, he's probably going to be focused on that and not trying to get a job somewhere else. I just, look, maybe it works, and maybe it's bold. And, and, and I will say this as a counterpoint to what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't have done I think the guy's still a great coach. And if Pete Carroll wants to go coach somewhere else, he's 71, 72, he's 72. I hope they let him do it. But I'm maybe sort of the reason is we've seen places who hold on to star players too long, whose legacy of greatness, Russell Wilson's maybe an example of this, 
you don't bench him soon enough. You don't move on soon enough. You don't say, ah, this isn't going to work soon enough. Maybe they're trying to do the, the get ahead of the coaching version of this. For me, it's a huge mistake. And the obvious reason is players have a physical requirement, and that becomes harder to pull off as you get older. Coaches have a different kind of requirement. It's a mental acuity. And as long as you're sharp, you could be 150 years old if you can still do it. And Pete Carroll, I think, is an excellent coach. I hope he's out there. I hope he gets a job. I find it to be such an ungracious way for him to go away. Of all the ways that this has happened, it's the most humiliating, by the way. Now, we'll, uh, with a little asterisk, we'll see what happens today. But the fact Bill Belichick and Bobby Cakes are going to have a press conference in two hours and seven minutes means that they're going to at least put on a face of kumbaya. And maybe it is a respectful party. The fact they're going to have a goodbye press conference is like, okay. May, and I know Pete Carroll had a press conference, but Belichick gets to go do his thing. right? He's, he's liberated. And obviously Saban's retiring. Pete Carroll's going to go to a press conference and be like, I really wish I had the job, but I don't. That is humiliating. He has to deal with a statement. We love him. He's in the bosom of the joy of the, of, the, of the rainbow and puppy dogs of our family as an advisor. But when he advised us not to do it, we ignored him because he's, he's a fool. I mean, give me a, give me a break. He deserved better. Let the man go. Let the man go. Visor. Hey, Bill, we're going to uh, take away your show and not pay you very much, but you get to be an advisor. Yeah, here's my advice. You ever heard of the sun not shining? Let's see what you're going to do. That's what I do if I was Pete Carroll. How you doing, Tom? I'm great. You were such a bad guy in the stream. Betrayal. What Stephen A. Smith did yesterday to a media person? That's what I want to do when I woke up with you. I want to go at Oh, you look uncomfortable. We're going to talk about it later. That was crazy. Uh, Ross Tucker next, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.